Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools, so that you can move beyond your fear, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, plus heal pain, illness, and trauma. I am your host, Tanya Penny, and I'm an occupational therapist and a vibrant body and abundant life coach. And I'm here because I'm devoted to supporting you to have a healthy body, a peaceful mind, and balanced lifestyle so that you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and ultimate freedom. Today, I'm excited to share the wisdom of Carrie Hummingbird with you. We're going to be diving in to the very important topic of trusting, receiving, and following your something bigger guidance. So we will be carving out a little bit time at the end of this live conversation. If you have any questions for us, have any comments, you just feel like you want to share something today and talk with us, you can do that by raising your hand star two if you're on the phone. And if you are on the webcast, which I see many of you are today, you can submit your comments and questions at the bottom of the screen with your first name, preferably. Um, you can be anonymous, I guess, if you want to, but we'd love to know who's here and at least your first name. So I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Carrie before we dive in if you are new to her. So Carrie Hummingbird is a social activist and philanthropist and she's been that for over three decades. She inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. With keen insights and experiential lessons, such as firewalking, she catalyzes mind shifts that clear stagnation and fear and transform life challenges into gifts of wisdom. Her weekly global inspiration platform Soul Nectar Show encourages you to step into purpose by sharing the transparent and vulnerable stories of high vibration thought leaders. Her own journey of overcoming mental illness inspired Carrie to found the Skills Not Pills movement to radically shift cultural mindsets around mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Woohoo! Welcome, Carrie. Thank you, Tanya. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am very excited for you to be here, too. I know, as we talked about a few minutes before we jumped on live, um, that you have quite a bit going on these days. And um, today especially, this is the first of, of many interviews that you're doing today. So I'm excited to have um, first dibs today and um, <laughs> for, us to dive, for us to dive into this really, I think, important topic. 
and especially this time on the planet. Um, there's so much, you know, we could call it negative, but from our point of view, we know that it's not, but there's just so much going on. There's so much shifting. Um, there's so much opportunity. So I think this is a great topic right now um, for everybody, including myself. So the first question I'd like to put out to you, and this is a question I get a lot from my clients, and I think it's, you know, I think it's a good one to, to tap into is how do you receive your guidance from your something bigger? And when I say something bigger, again, it's God, universe, source, um, Jesus, you know, whatever, your angels, like whatever you call it, and everybody calls it something different. So how do you receive your guidance from your something bigger? And what do you call it? If you, if you want to go there, that's up to you. Yeah. So I, (laughs) there's so many names. Uh, I call it the great spirit. That's the simplest thing Mm. for me because my path has really been more experiential and uh, I'm an empath. So for people that don't maybe know what that is, I'm a feeler. I feel everything. So how I learn is through feeling things and letting my body tell me when something's dense or not working or stuck or uh, I feel it. And so for me, um, a lot of my life, as was mentioned, I would try to figure things out, not using my strongest sense. I was trying to figure things out using the prevailing uh, solution Mm -hmm. for problems, which is what? Psychotherapy. And so I would go week after week and sit and talk about my problems and try to analyze it and come at it that way. And I did that for over two decades. So I think I gave it the old college try and <laughs> didn't <laughs> work for me. So I learned a lot from it. So I want to say that I'm not dissing psychotherapy. I learned so much from it. However, what I learned about myself after I decided to stop talking about it is I learned that I actually learned through feeling and my body. So I met a teacher who helped me to understand how to tap into my body wisdom. And so one of the things, the tools that I use is called a pendulum. Now, some people have these weird ideas about what a pendulum is. So let me just clarify what a pendulum actually does. A pendulum actually taps into your body wisdom to let you know the answer to a yes or no question based on your body's guidance. So your body is informing the pendulum whether an answer is correct or not for you. And the reason I use the pendulum is because I realized that my mind could make up a whole lot of stories that weren't true and it could lead me Mm -hmm. in a completely wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And so as I started using this pendulum, as I started learning how to use it, I started realizing that I could find much more clarity and better answers through the use of the pendulum than I could by using my brain or even meditating sometimes. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's what I do uh, for my own personal journey is I use a pendulum. And another element I want to bring in for people that might not be familiar is that there are wonderful allies that we have on earth. There are these stone allies, these crystals and these stones that have um, a way of anchoring intelligence for you on your journey. So I cultivated this path. I I didn't know anything about it before I started this path about eight years ago. And when I started training, 
Uh, I've actually trained, I'm certified in energy medicine uh, from the Four Winds Light Body School. And one of the things that they taught us was uh, how to tap into the wisdom of stones, because stones are these like ancient energies on earth. You know, they're way older than we are, and they all have properties. They all have gifts. They all have wisdom. And uh, in this lineage of training, we all have a mesa. And inside the mesa are a lot of different stones. And they serve us in certain capacities. So whenever I have a question, I immediately go to my mesa. If I'm, if I'm confused or unclear or blocked, I go to my mesa with my pendulum. And I open sacred space. And I ask my question. And I generally get extremely accurate guidance. Mind you, I don't always like the guidance that I get. I don't always <laughs> want to do it, but it's clear. It's clear guidance. So that's how I get around my egoic mind is I tap into my body power and I tap into these zones that help me to get clear whenever I'm really murky. Oh, that's so, that's so awesome, Carrie. I, um, I think that's why we're, we're soul sisters. Um, I definitely, like you, get my guidance typically through feeling in my body um, as well. I get, you know, I get a symptom, I get a, a light or a heavy, like I get a, a feeling. And then, you know, a lot of us also have, I guess what I call a knowing, like you just know things. And some of us actually hear when we ask a question, um, whether it's a yes, no question or just anything, um, we hear something. And I notice that I also have that as well. Um the stone thing, that's interesting. I've never, now, that's a shaman, would you say that comes from the shaman lineage? The yeah, style? so it's indigenous. Yeah, wisdom. yeah, yeah. So it's I thought, I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar. That sounds yeah. kind of familiar. I've never, I've never used that, though I've had shamanic sessions. So I'm, I'm curious with the stones. So if you ask a question, does each stone, like, how do you know what the guidance is? Like, does each stone represent something or does it have a certain quality well it's interesting um the way that i use the stones is actually through intention and so yes they each have a purpose that's linked up to let's say something i've worked on in my life something i've overcome so this is the beautiful thing i love about the mesa tradition it's called a mesa m-e-s-a is that when you go through this training you um you receive these stones and they call them kuyas so uh, K-U-Y-A. And that means it's a medicine stone. And what it does is it transforms your suffering and your pain into medicine for other people, which I personally found such a relief that I could transform the things that I went through in my life into medicine that I can help other people with. So I love this lineage for that reason. So yeah, mm -hmm. so every stone in my, in my mesa, every kuya has, uh, is linked to a challenge that I personally was going through when I was cultivating my mesa and I was in training uh, or something, a challenge, a block, um, something that I was working on, let's say like validation. Like validation was a really huge one for me, um, wanting other people's validation. So one mm -hmm. of my stones in my mesa is specifically for that purpose. And what's so cool is whenever I do a healing with someone, because I still do in-person healings with people from time to time or even over the phone, and when I do a healing with people, they'll I'll, I'll say, okay, pick a stone. If they're working with validation issues, they pick that stone. They don't even know what it's for. They pick that stone. <laughs> oh, wow, thing. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's you super know, interesting. 
it's funny, like, cause this is a journey of understanding yourself. And when I work with clients, just like you said, um, the knowing comes in, like I, I directly channel information. I have no problems channeling information from other people. <laughs> it's not a problem. And it flows and people, you know, I mean, I'm even surprised by some of the things that come out of my mouth. It's amazing. But when I'm looking at my own journey, like it's so yeah. hard, like I can totally get in my own way. And I think a lot of yeah, that, that is, way. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. Um, I oftentimes will still have to go, you know, I'll go and double check my guidance, right? I'll get confirmation on it from my, you know, my conscious friends, healers, um, coaches, et cetera, because yeah, as much as I can get it for other people, and by the way, you guys, just as a side note, sometimes, you know, our something bigger guidance comes through other people. Mm-hmm. I know oftentimes, you know, for me, that'll happen. So I just want to put that out there as a side note, right? When I'm working with my clients, like it sounds like with you, Carrie, um, I'll often get guidance for them. And maybe it's something they heard before, but they, like you said, too, maybe they didn't like it. And so they kind of ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which, you know, I do that as well. So, yeah, I think getting that confirmation can be um, really valuable um, for us, for sure, because it's so, you know, my next question, and you touched on it a little bit, and one that I also get a lot is, Tanya, how how do you know if it's your ego, right, if it's your conditioned mind, mind or your guidance that is speaking to you? Like, how do you know which it is? And as you said, you you test it with your with pendulum you do it with your mesa is there any other kind of strategy or tip or tool that you use carrie um because i think it's so important right to to discern is that my true guidance or is that is that just my conditioned ego telling me i should do something or you know if i do this like logically then i'll get this or it's acting out of fear, right? Like, oh, don't do that because, you know, whatever its fear is, people pleasing, et cetera. Um, is there anything else that you want to share about how do you discern between ego and true something bigger, higher level guidance? Yeah, it's such a good question because, of course, that comes up because we have so much self-doubt. So the biggest thing is to get clear first. And when I say get clear, I mean, if you're triggered and you're trying to make a decision, that's not the right timing. Mm -hmm. You can't be in emotional um, reaction and then get an accurate reading. That's your if you're emotionally triggered by something or you're attached to the outcome. That's not the time to ask a question of your of your higher guidance, because definitely you're going to have a monkey in the way. So the biggest thing is to get clear first. So do whatever you need to do to clear your energy. Maybe that's take a run. Maybe that's go have some fun and let it all go. Maybe that's take a walk in the woods. Maybe it's, you know, clear your chakras out, you know, whatever, maybe you need to meditate. So whatever that is to get clear first and just let it go, completely let it go. And then the question you're asking is also important because sometimes people ask a question, but it doesn't have, it's not clear enough. It's not precise enough. And so the answer can't be clear. If the question isn't clear enough, like you might be asking the right question, but maybe you have a misunderstanding about the timing. You know, maybe the timing is all off and you're thinking, well, this is, this should be happening right now and it's not happening right now. Therefore, the guidance can't be correct. Well, 
that also is a misnomer because sometimes it's a yes, but not right now. Or it's a yes right. after you make a you learn something that you need to learn. A lot of times what I found is that when you're getting confused results from your inner guidance system, the question isn't clear enough. You could be in resistance to the download that you're getting, the information that you're getting. You could be resisting it. You could just not feel like it. You could be not in a space of clarity within your body, i.e. you're having a lot of triggering, a lot of emotions happening. You know, there's so many things could be getting in the way. So the thing is to get really still, really clear, not attached to the outcome, and then get curious about the question. Maybe if you reframe the question, uh, you might get a different answer that is more in alignment with a gut feeling that you have. Mm, I love all of that. And I think it's so, like, it's so right on. You know, when we ask a question sometimes and we're looking for guidance, I know this has happened for me. I'll get a no to something, and then I, my ego says, oh, it's no forever. And it's like, no, it might just be no for right now. Like, I'll come back to it, right? I'll come back to it. And the same thing with the yes. If I get a yes for something sometimes, I've got to really watch my ego because it might say, oh, my God, we got to do it right now. Whereas, <laughs> really, it's a yes, but it's a yes that's going to happen over time. Right? Yeah, like, like when I got a yes. do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I got a yes to quit my, I'm thinking back to a specific situation when I was guided to leave my job, um, occupational therapy job at the hospital and start my own business. Well, I didn't do it that day. Um, You know, it took about a year and a half for me to, you know, to do certain other things to get it in place so that I could finally go in and put in my resignation. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a yes, but it wasn't like a yes that very moment or the next day. even. it was like a year and a half. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's a long time. And we get impatient, you know, you know, the other other thing that I wanted that's coming through for me right now is um, this is part of my journey as well. So is this ask who are you asking? Because sometimes we um, hmm, when we're trying to find that intuition of something bigger, trusting something bigger than ourselves. Who are you asking? Um, it's our higher self, you know, from my understanding, like tune into this for yourself, but your higher self can guide you in so many ways, that bigger part of you that's extending outside of your body. And beyond that, there's this real respect for your sovereignty from other mm. guides that you might tap into. Like, for example, let's say Jesus. Jesus is a fabulous guide. You know, a lot of people tap into Jesus. I think he's a wonderful guide. And there's a certain respect that a guide like that has for your journey on earth that um, it's going to let you find your own way through some things, you know. So uh, sometimes we can feel frustrated because we're not getting an answer. When really that not giving a clear answer is an invitation for us to find the answer within ourselves. It's not necessarily um, being, you know, left on the line without an answer, without somebody there to help. That's not necessarily what it is. It might just be an invitation for you to be with the discomfort of not having a direct answer and to navigate your own way internally through that process that you need to find to find your truth. So I just want to say that sometimes people feel like, well, I asked for the answer. I never get anything. So uh, that that yeah. is sort of an invitation <laughs> for you to... To realize that the answer is not outside of yourself, it's within yourself. 
Well, and I think, too, that's such a great point. And I think, too, that sometimes um, it's not time to get the answer as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes we ask and, you know, we hear nothing and then we think, you know, it's never going to come or, you know, we get impatient. We get impatient, like you, like you said earlier. And I think it's important to remind ourselves that, you know, we get guidance when we're meant to get it. And until that comes, let it go, right? No, no, it's going to come in when it, when it's meant to. And like you said too, sometimes we're just going to have to take that leap of faith and just maybe make a decision and do something, even if we don't feel totally prepared or a hundred percent sure. <laughs> um, yeah, because oftentimes I don't. Like even if I think I'm following my guidance, there's still like that. Oh my God, is this really like? Yeah. This seems so either out there or so impossible. Like, really? Well, we're never going like, to be. Re- we're never going to feel prepared. We're never going to feel prepared to do the next <laughs> up level. That's just not going to happen. And if you're feeling comfortable, then you need to reach for something bigger, you know, because it's not big enough. If you're not sort of reaching yeah. and and trying something new that that you haven't done before, then you're not growing. And really, the whole point of being here, in, in my understanding, is to grow. So, you know, the other aspect of this is be curious. Like you can play a game with your intuition. This is so much fun. You can actually play a game. So I told years ago when I started this process, I said, okay, whenever I've got it right, I want to get full body chills. So now Mm. anytime I've got it really right, like I get full body chills. Like it works that way. It actually works. Some people want to find pennies or feathers, you know, things like that. When I'm on the right path, like show me pennies or show me feathers or or show me in a way that I cannot possibly miss it, that I'm on the right path. That's another word that I use. Oh, I love that. Yes, I think that's important. I will often say, um, if this is what I meant to do, like seriously, higher levels, that's what I call mine right now. Higher like, levels, I love that. Give me, Give me a big sign, like one of those like, two by four, like hit me in the head, can't miss it. Um, <laughs> and, and sometimes that'll show up as, like you said, it could be, you know, whatever. It could be a, it could be a, a physical sign, actually, like a, a street sign. It could be a song. Um, I could get an email. Like it comes in in all sorts of wonky ways sometimes. Um, it could be a text from a friend. Um, yeah. So I think it could even be I your love shop. that. You know, your shuffle on your iPlayer, you know, your, uh, your music yeah. player. You could just say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play music now and play me the perfect song to give me the perfect message that I need right now and hit play. And then mm. whatever message comes through, comes through that song. Yeah, I love that. I love, I think music for sure is one of the ways that we can definitely get guidance. And, and it's funny, I'm, we're talking about this guidance thing, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I've got my tarot cards in front of me. I'm like, that's another <laughs> way I check my I check my guidance is, you know, I'll play I'll play with my cards. I'll be like, you know, if it's a yes for this, like show me with whatever deck of cards I've got many, um, you know, give me a sign with these cards. So that might be another way that um, that we get our guidance. And one other point that I want to touch on, and I think we touched about it earlier. Uh, maybe not, is that sometimes we follow our guidance. Like, I think we have this belief that if we follow it, it's going to turn out all rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> and <laughs> and I know for myself, sometimes following my guidance has looked like complete shit. Like, 
like, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, this thing has gone not good. It looks like failure or a mistake to my ego or it causes conflict um, in a relationship. And I think, oh, my God, I didn't follow my guidance. I made a mistake. And it's like, no, not necessarily. You know, sometimes whatever we do is, is meant to stir up things for other people. And it doesn't always, um, like you said, not attached to the outcome, right? So, yeah. so we follow it, but realizing it might not turn out the way we think our e- the way our ego thinks it should look. Well, because the <laughs> ego really wants to resist learning things because we have a huge domestication. No, we have a huge domestication in our Western culture about right and wrong. And nobody wants to be on the wrong side of the line. And really, this is just about learning. So if you can trust yourself, like mine was, my message that kept coming through to me on my journey was trust your heart, trust your heart, trust your heart. And and my heart kept leading me to these unavailable men. So I was like, well, how am I supposed to trust my heart when it keeps leading me to these unavailable men? Well, years later, I look back and I realized, I needed to experience that as often as I needed to experience it to claim my worth finally. And all those experiences that I trusted my heart and I fell into eventually led to me making that inner decision with conviction that I was no longer going to allow myself to get into situations where I wasn't totally 100% appreciated and loved. And so, yeah, I trust my heart because I got the lesson. It took me quite a few times (laughs) to get it, but eventually I got there. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I I do think that a lot of us, um, at least up to this point, I think it might be changing a little bit, at least um, talk about that in a minute. But a lot of us have had to have these experiences and some of us again and again, um, you're talking Again, I totally get it, like with men. Um, I definitely had a lot of relationships um, with people who were not honoring me, right? A lot of cheaters, actually. And so it, um, it was really part of my path to, to heal and grow um, and learn through those experiences. Um, partly, I think, so I could also help other people um, through them, you know, my clients now through experiences like that. So I think our soul does have a lot of, um, it chooses perhaps to have certain experiences so that we can heal and grow and evolve, right? Exactly. And, and evolve. We can be resisting those lessons because they're going to be painful and we don't like pain. We don't want to experience pain. But pain doesn't have to be suffering. You know, you can experience pain and go, ouch, okay, what yeah. lesson was there in there for me so that I can make a new choice? And do you feel, I don't know about, I know for myself, and I'm seeing it for my clients, um, just really in the past year, I would say, is that the learning curve is fast, like it's faster, Mm -hmm. like things are speeding up, we're learning, we're learning faster versus not having to have the same old painful experiences, like several times, right, like over and over and over, it's like, oh, I get it a lot faster. Yeah, and even opening up guidance is happening a lot faster. The clients that I've been getting um, for my program this year, they are accessing their guides, their higher guidance right away. It kind of blows me away how quick it's happening and how clear it is. And I think it's just because we're at this stage of evolution that we're really ready for this shift. We're ready to 
to open up into a bigger idea about who we really are in truth. And because of the consciousness shift happening, it really supports us. Um, the global consciousness is shifting and that supports each of us individually in making this leap much more quickly in our own lives. So I think it's quickly a great time. And more easily. Yeah. Right? Quickly and more easily. And more um, magically. Like it's way more magical. <laughs> Lighter and easier and more magical. I love that. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying yes to that um, for myself and hopefully everybody out there that there's even a belief, right, that it has to be hard. And maybe it did in the past, but I don't want it to be that way. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to be open to having it be easier. And I think it lighter. is. Yeah, and more magical um, for myself and everybody listening. Um, that's my wish for everybody because. Who wants it to be hard? Yeah, there's going to be hard things to go through sometimes. Sometimes, like you said, there's going to be the emotion of pain or it's going to feel a little painful, but we don't have to stay stuck in it. And it doesn't have to feel like this prolonged suffering anymore. No, it can um, be like an you know. aha moment, like, oh, that's why that keeps happening, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and not beating yourself up for it. Yeah. Right? And not beating yourself up for it, because I think that prolongs the suffering as well. So how um, another question that I think is really, really good for us to play with is how can we we know that we have fears and we have doubts and we have this conditioning and, and these limiting beliefs that can keep us from trusting, receiving and following or something bigger guidance. Is there a tip or a tool that you can share with everybody on how you clear that out? Because I know we talked about clearing earlier and you started to give some ways, but let's go into that maybe a little more specifically. How do you clear out the fear, the doubt, or those limiting belief systems that we all have still to some degree and we're working on releasing? How do, how do you do that? You know, so I'm going to give you some really uh, conventional ways of doing that, and then I'm going to bring something that's very alternative. So Yay. One, one conventional way would be to go for a walk in the woods. They've proven this, that uh, you know, a half an hour walk in the woods, just being out in nature can alleviate mm -hmm. anxiety. Uh, they've done tests on it and it's proven that it actually does that. So that's a great Works way for me. Go, out, go out in the woods. <laughs> you know, you can also just sit with your back against a tree and barefoot and just tap into Mother Earth and the tree. If you think about a tree, the tree is already architected to bring energy down into the earth and bring clean energy up. So it's already done that way. It already knows how to do it. So you can put your spine against the tree and invite the tree to do that for you as well. And beyond that, uh, what they treat, uh, teach us in the energy medicine training is how to clear our chakras. So a lot of people will brush their teeth, but they don't think about their energy body and keeping it clean. So it's really a good practice to learn about your chakras, to learn where they're located, and to learn how to backwash them. So counterclockwise motion on your chakra is a backwash. It actually flushes it out. And it's almost like you could imagine um, earwax. You know, you can actually pull that kind of energy out of your chakras and then just snap it off and clear it. You can also use a rattle. We use a rattle. Rattle is vibrational. Uh, vibration breaks up energy. 
So the rattle is great at breaking up energy. So you can rattle around your chakra in a counterclockwise, pull energy out, shake it off and do the same. You can just rattle around your whole body, just everywhere, just rattle it and shake it off onto the earth. Um, and those are great ways to get rid of energy that just doesn't serve you. Maybe you picked up some energy from the mall. You know, if you went into the mall, you definitely picked up energy. So you might want to shake that off. You know, if you sat with somebody who was really sad and all of a sudden you're feeling sad, you want to shake that energy off. It's not yours. You want to let it go. So um, I've also recently learned and experienced. Um, I do. I use chakras and uh, rattles in my uh, in my work with clients. I, I clear their energy bodies right with the rattle. And I always notice like if the if the energy was dense, the rattle, the sound the rattle made was more thick. But as the energy cleared, it got more uh, like soprano, like higher toned, right? It, the, the sound of the rattle actually changes, which is so cool. And I've also just met this woman who does um, this thing called vibrational healing, like with um, tuning forks. And that yeah. does the same thing. You, you can actually feel where the energy is dense. And when it's more light, you can feel that it's opened up. So this is another layer of perception that people can tune into in their own energy bodies is where does it feel dense and where does it feel lighter? And can I bring some vibration to that space to lighten it up, to clear something that's dense so that it's um, less dense and, and really in, literally inviting the field of clarity into my life? Yeah, I think that is so right on. Um, using I, I love all the techniques you just said and i think the, the part that is right on um that i'm glad you brought up is that we because we are so sensitive pretty much everyone listening to this is an empath or sensitive um yes we all have different degrees of it but i think we often take on other people's like you said emotions we can take on their belief systems etc and it's really hard to get our own guidance when you're carrying other people's stuff around so, you know, I love all the different ways you listed that um, that are very simple, actually, that you can release other people's stuff, uh, density, what energies, whatever you want to call it, and so that you can be more clear and really connect with your own true divine guidance. You know, and um, I think that is a mm-hmm, deeper a deeper level of this is the agreement that underlies you taking on other people's energy. Energy. So there's actually, you know, agreements that we hold within ourselves that enable us to do that in the first place. So we want to shift those internal agreements. And the biggest one of those internal paradigms that a lot of people have is the triangle of disempowerment. So the victim, rescuer, perpetrator triangle lives within most of us in our society. It's just part of how we're raised to think. So when we eliminate that structure from our belief system, we actually eliminate it energetically as well. And so we're not needing as empaths to rescue everybody from their heavy energy anymore. And we're also not needing to go into victim like, oh, my gosh, now I have all this heavy energy I'm holding on to. We can be in a space of, you know, I am responsible for myself, period. Right. And that cleans up so much energy. It cleans up the whole energetic system when we can come into that new agreement. Mm. Yeah, I think that's one of those um, 
Yes. Outdated past life, even um, <laughs> for those of you who believe in that, like agreements to, to be that as a healer or a coach or even just a daughter. Right. A lot of us um, have done that or do it for your children. And I think definitely that whole being sovereign, a sovereign being and letting go of the need or the belief or the agreement that you have to, you know, we are responsible for fixing other people or taking on their stuff so they can heal, um, especially healers, right? Healers mm-hmm. and coaches. It's like, I've got to fix this person. And it's like, no, um, <laughs> it's not your job to take on their pain. Like I noticed it. Um, got a, I think when I really started um, moving into my own business and not so much at the hospital, but I'd be with a client and they'd leave and they came with a headache and they left without a headache, but then I had a headache. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. It, it can be helpful for me to know what they're feeling. Right. I think it is helpful for us to, to feel what other people are feeling. Um, but to not take it on, or if you take it on very for a very short time, then let it go. Let it go. Right? Yeah. Um, and and let it go. Yeah. There's something that people may not, this took me a while to realize this. So I hope that I give somebody out there an aha moment right now, because I'm so excited about this. But I finally realized that there's levels of empathy. And actually, Mm. at the extreme end of empathy is the ability to shapeshift. Where, and shapeshifting isn't the way I thought it was when I was a little kid. I thought, oh, I'm not actually becoming, uh, you know, a tiger or something. (laughs) But shapeshifting, <laughs> if you pay attention to it, if you're a shapeshifter, you'll notice that you forget who you are when you get around people, that you mm. actually can become like the people you're with. You can change your accent, the words you speak change, the way you feel in your body changes, how you, it's like you actually could become other people without really good boundaries or without realizing or the awareness that, oh my gosh, I think I'm a shapeshifter. Like, I think I'm doing this. And that can lead us to not be able to find our own inner guidance, like to be very confused about who am I and what do I really want? I don't know what I want. I get around all these Mm. other people and they tell me what to do and I do it because I don't know what else to do because I don't really know who I am or what I'm doing. Consider maybe you have these budding abilities to be a shapeshifter and that you need to learn how to center ground in your own truth. And then those skills make sense. Like if you got those shapeshifting skills, being able to totally become another person in their energy and in their thoughts and everything else, you can be over there. But if you can do it from a space of centered, grounded with good boundaries, it's a huge asset in the world. But if you keep losing yourself in the other person, that is, that's not helping you or the other person. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. I think, I think, I see, I feel in my life and working with lots of people that, you know, as children, I think a lot of us <clears throat> also took on, I think it's related, it's like people pleasing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and whether it's your parents, whether it's your siblings, now it's other people in your life as an adult, it's like we can get so caught up in what do other people think and want us to do and, you know, what would they do type of thing that we can forget that, yeah, we, we are our own sovereign being and we actually 
don't need to follow their path. We're really to tap in and, and connect with who we truly are and follow our own guidance. And it's okay if they don't approve of it. We don't need permission to do that. So I think that kind of goes along with the shape-shifting thing um, because I think a lot of us thought we had to do that. And yes, it's an ability, but I think a lot of us thought we had to do that as a survival skill, and we're still doing it, and we don't realize it. But we're still um, doing it. That's so true. Yeah. And the, ener- the way it feels on the inside is constant realignment, like you're constantly realigning your insides to match your environment. You know, so if you can notice mm-hmm. yourself doing that, you can come back into that center line, like just imagining an electric blue line all the way through your being or however you want to imagine that and go, okay, this is my alignment of my true self. And if I can come back into that place, then I can know my truth a lot easier than mm-hmm. if I'm sort of realigning myself constantly to my environment. Mm-hmm. I think that's when, too, we need um, to have that realignment. It's having that alone time and that space um, versus constantly yeah. being in the presence of other people. I, I know that for me, growing up, um, I grew up an only child, and I felt very alone. I spent a lot of time in my room. And so um, I noticed, I began to notice when I got sick with the MS that, wow, I thought I was really an extrovert. I was constantly surrounding myself with people, but really I was an introvert who was just afraid to have time alone because it reminded me of when I was a child. Mm -hmm. So it was actually good for me to have that space and that alone time. And like you said earlier, um, nature for me, that's a, that's a big one for me to, to get out and get in nature and spend some time alone each day is really healthy for me and helps me stay in balance and alignment because of all the reasons we just said, right? The shape-shifting, the people-pleasing, the, the sensitivity. So yeah. if any of if you are listening, most people listening are going to need that space and that alone time to really connect with themselves, um, clear out, and to get their own divine guidance, right, to, to follow their own heart. That's so, so um, true. Oh, good. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go for it. Oh, for sure. no, I just, I love that you said that about your childhood because that was my childhood too. I was a latchkey kid and I was home alone a lot. So I had to entertain yep. myself with my own imagination and, yep. you know, and you do like you need that time and space now as an adult. Like I totally relish it. So I'm really glad that you said that. I feel such a connection to you on that point for sure. So blessed. Thank you. We've got lots in common. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no, no wonder, no wonder we're having this conversation. So, um, I know that you have a gift for us, and I want to talk about that um, in a minute or two. But I'd also, again, just like for everyone who's listening live today, if you have any comments or questions, if you want to add in anything, um, you know, around something bigger, um, I love to hear from people live. If you're on the phone, you can hit your um, on your keypad, you can hit star two to raise your hand on my end, and then I'll unmute you. And if you are on the webcast, which I see a lot of, again, a lot, a lot of people are on the webcast today, um, you can submit your questions, comments, ahas um, in the box that should be at the bottom of your screen. And, um, you know, we all have wisdom. So I just want to throw that out there. Like Carrie and us, you know, Carrie and me are having this conversation, but everybody listening today has wisdom to share 
So maybe you don't have a question. Maybe you just have some divine wisdom to share with us around trusting, following, receiving something bigger guidance. Um, so you know who you are. If, if you're on the phone or on the webcast and you're being called to share today, don't be shy. Star two or box at the bottom of the screen. And while everyone's mustering up some courage and I'm waiting for things to come through, um, why don't you tell us about your your gift, um, Carrie, the Reinvent Yourself ebook? Tell tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So this teaching, Reinvent Yourself is a synthesis of a lot of training that I did on my own journey to completely reinvent my life because I had gotten myself in quite a ditch and I needed to pull myself out of some very dark, dismal places. And as I did that, uh, I employed these techniques to just completely reinvent my life. And the interesting thing about the reinvention process that is sort of the secret behind it is that um, everything that you deeply desire to be in your heart is actually who you already are, but you've got a whole lot of crap piled up on top of it so that you can't see your own true light. And that's what mm -hmm. I realized through the process. So um, it's a fun process. It's really about um, starting that journey of carving out your own sacred space for yourself and uh, aligning your life to what's true inside of you and clearing away the clutter and the things that just don't serve you that maybe you've been dealing with or accepting, uh, but that's been dragging you down. So uh, reinvent yourself. Yeah, so it goes through the, the basic level steps. And then that's the work that I do with clients. I help them get their own uh, spiritual framework started. It's sort of like, the foundation of the house that you're currently living in might uh, have a very wonky foundation with some agreements and contracts and things that don't serve that you don't want to carry forward. And so this is like building a whole new framework, like just building a new framework for your life that uh, you can carry forward the rest of your life and will create a lot more grace and ease. So that's what I that's what I teach. I love it. It's so magical. Mm. I love watching everybody unfold their own path. Like it's just the most it's a huge honor. I know that you do this work too, like similar work. And so it's such an honor when you, when you see a client uh, really start to know themselves in truth and claim that path and things start to unfold. It's so exciting for me as the mentor to sit back and go, wow, that's so cool. What just happened? Did you just see what just happened for you? That is the coolest thing. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that, too, and I think it's so important. I love your gift because I think it is, again, so important to remind everybody listening that we all have our own path, right? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, our purpose, whether it's, you know, healing an illness, um, which Carrie and I have both gone through. It's, you know, yes, you can follow the wisdom of other people or receive the wisdom of other people and what they did but then you've got to learn to run it through your truth filter, right? You've got yes. to learn to follow your guidance. And so, you know, I think any amazing coach healer um, wants you to do that. They don't want you to just blindly follow them and do what they say, right? I think <laughs> I, at least I don't, I don't want somebody, I, I don't want to work with people for myself. And I always still have coaches, coaches and healers I work with. Um, but yeah, that really, 
I think it's powerful that to work with people that really want you to get your own answers and to follow your own guidance. So, Carrie, um, everyone, you can receive Carrie's free gift, the Reinvent Yourself ebook. You can receive that. If you are on the webcast right now, there's a button at the top of the screen that says Carrie's gift. All you have to do is click on that, and it'll take you to the page where um, there are directions on how you can receive her Reinvent Yourself ebook. If you are on the phone or listening at a later time on Podbean or iTunes or any of those other platforms, um, YouTube, et cetera, you can go to tanyapenny.com, and at the top of the screen, it says podcast. Click on that. Click on that podcast link, and it'll take you to a page with the replay of this interview as well as Carrie's free gift. And my free gift, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, which is the 10 Keys Blueprint Guide, an audio lesson, and one of my secret tools, the Guided Therapeutic Meditation Practice. So again, there's tons of amazing conversations with lots of experts on all the 10 keys, amazing gifts and offers, and definitely go grab Carrie's Reinvent Yourself ebook. And if you haven't yet, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. So let's see if we have any questions or comments coming in today. So I have a question from Sam. And Sam says, hello, Carrie and Tanya. Thank you for all the information. How do I put aside all of my medical professionals, um, what they're telling me to do, and follow my own guidance when it comes to healing my illness? That is a great question. Mm-hmm. So, Carrie, I'm going to turn it over to you first. Okay, yeah. Well, this is a perfect question for me. Uh, as Tanya knows, I just launched the Skills Not Pills movement, and the intention behind that movement is to gather experts together to um, create a new paradigm of wellness because, really, this comes down to uh, what, what I like to call collective consciousness. So there's a lot of things in the collective consciousness around disease, diagnosis, and illness that affect everybody living on the planet, really, and especially in Western culture in the United States where, you know, we watch a lot of television and we see a lot of advertisements that tell us that there's something wrong and that we need a pill to fix it and that we're broken Mm -hmm. somehow. And this has gotten indoctrinated into our mindset. So the first thing I want to say to this is that uh, you want to be in a community or surrounded by people who know that healing is possible because they experienced it themselves, they've navigated that journey themselves, or they uh, have experienced it on behalf of clients. So that is so helpful to be in a new framework. It's kind of like, the four people that you hang out with the most are going to influence yeah. your vibe, right? It's the same yep. thing. Yep. Because you want to get out of that matrix. It's a fear-based matrix. And, uh, you know, people will tell you, oh, well, you have to listen to these doctors. So Power and money. At this, right. And at this point, I'm going to say, make the disclaimer, I am not a medical doctor, you know? So, you, you know, you quote unquote should be consulting with a medical doctor because that is what I have to say legally. Um, but what I want to say spiritually is that this is a whole construct and 
when you start looking at the underbelly of it, uh, it's not a very pretty underbelly. You know, there's the people mm. that profit from keeping people ill. So um, yeah. that's something to keep in mind as you go through the traditional medical system is that it's a system created in order to sell the product. So yeah, that's and that's all I just want to say. I just wanna, but... <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I want to add to that because I, yeah, I did go the Western medicine route only for a couple of years. And, um, you know, in, in a nutshell, one day I had a wake up call for my spirit that said there's another way. You just keep getting worse with Western medicine. Now, I do believe there is a place and time for Western medicine and that a lot of people can do both the alternative and the Western together. Some of you may be called to do that and some of you not. But really important is for all of us. Um, and Sam, thanks for asking this question, um, is that just because someone's a doctor doesn't mean they have the answer, they, they have the cure to your healing. All Western medicine doctors are educated in is Western medicine. And as we know, there are so many other ways now that healing can occur, even if Western medicine says, like still with multiple sclerosis, they say it's impossible to heal it. Well. I've healed it, and I don't care that they say it's impossible. I've done it. And so, you know, it's it's releasing those beliefs or, you know, taking what they say and believing it 100% and, again, running it through your truth filter. You know, I believe any disease or illness is possible to cure, um, is possible to heal. So, um, you know, you're, you're, you're the expert too, right? Everyone listening, you're the expert on you and your body and – Doctors only really know what to do as far as prescribe a pill, right? They don't know all the, they're not educated in all the other ways. So yeah, and that's my, that's my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, and my soapbox too, Tanya, I really appreciate your story because you are uh, the perfect example of someone who's healed something that they said couldn't be healed. And you stepped outside the paradigm and you said, no, I don't believe this anymore. There's got to be a way. And when you make it that shift and you say, there's got to be a way, guess what? Your mind finds the way. We know this from neuroscience. We know this from neuroplasticity, that the brain uh, will modify itself in order to find the solution that you now believe is true. It will find it. Right. You got to believe it, right? You got to believe. That's the first step. That's the first step, you guys. You have to believe that it's possible. (laughs) Yes. That is is actually our, our first webinar. We're doing a free webinar on September 10th. Uh, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Central, believe mm. you can heal because that is the first step to healing. If you want to heal and you want to get out of the diagnosis and out of this whole fear-based uh, paradigm where you stay sick the rest of your life and you're on pills or you have to have surgery or whatever else is you know, being told to you, you want to get out of that, you've got to first believe that you can heal. And that is a major hurdle to get over. An internal hurdle is huge because of all the programming that we've gotten, that the only person yeah. who talks about your health is the doctor. Now, let's think about this logically for just a second. That doctor has 15 minutes with you. And that doctor after you has like a dozen other clients. That yeah. doctor may not be dedicating the time to look up all the latest research. There's research being released every single day with new solutions, new information, and your doctor may or may not have access to all of that information. So not all doctors Mm. are created equal. 
and not all doctors have all the latest information. So if you want to heal, you've got to become your own health CEO. That means that you take command of it, you do the research, you learn to trust your something bigger, your intuition, you follow the things that resonate as truth for you, and you open up that doorway and you take command Amen. of it. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I mean, that's, we really, it's, it's stepping into our own power and, and yeah, all, all of that. And whatever it is, whoever it is, whether it's me, Carrie, your doctor, um, you know, whoever, you got to run it through your own truth filter, check in with your body, um, however you get your guidance. So I think that's um, super important. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. And I just really appreciate you um, and your wisdom and your experience and you just sharing everything that you did today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And I hope that this uh, was a service to your audience. I hope it has helped. It gave you a little window of possibility of something new and to trust your guidance because, wow, when you do, that's when the magic time. <laughs> and yeah. in these times, we really, more than ever, we really need, we really need to do that because there's so much bullshit flying out there. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's essential, you guys. It, re it really is. So, so yeah. And I just want to say thank you to everybody um, listening today, whether you are live or whether you are listening to the replay of Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. Thank you for joining us. And please do share, um, share these episodes with other people, however you choose to do that, whether it's the link to uh, the page of my website, Podbean, iTunes, um, sharing it on Facebook, just however you feel called, sharing it in an email to people um, to really to spread the love, to spread the hope, to spread um, the message of, of healing and really being able to live in abundance and, and freedom and fully living your purpose and passion. I think it's, you know, it's huge right now and, and why we're on the planet. Um, any final little nugget, Carrie, for anyone listening, for everyone listening? Yeah, I just want to say, believe you can do it. Believe you can heal. Believe you can, you can learn how to follow that inner navigation system. And for anybody who's really interested in that Skills Not Pills movement, I'm pretty sure Tanya will add the link, but just in case, it's skillsnotpillsmovement.com. If you're interested in that, if that's something that you need support with, um, you know, I think Tanya has been interviewed for this show and she's contributed some of her wisdom and I'm pretty sure we'll get some of her later on in the year. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you probably, yes, I'm pro you probably will. You are right on with that. Yes. And uh, yes, I will share the link um, as well. And, and Carrie, if they go to your website, is there a link on there as well? If they just go to your website? Yes, there will be a link. Yes. Okay, great. Because I do have your website up um, as well, for sure. So awesome. And my little nugget is remember progress, not perfection, right? This healing takes time. Creating the life of your dreams takes time. It takes practice. It takes compassion. It takes trust. Um, so really be gentle with yourself and reach out get support don't try to do this alone i think that is one of the biggest things i learned in healing um, and growing my business and just having the life i've desired is reaching out and, and getting support from other people um, that believe in you and that can guide you and that can really um, just show up and yeah just show up for you and be supportive so 
awesome, everybody. I look forward to seeing you next month. Next month's topic is stress less and life balance. It's going to be a good one for September, given our transition from summer to fall. So I look forward. Stay tuned. Um, if you want reminders, please do sign up for um, sign up for the email reminders to get reminders on the new interviews and episodes coming out that are live in September. All right, everybody. Bye. Have a great rest of your day and week. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.